This is the Emergency Medical Minute. The Emergency Medical Minute is excited to announce that we are now offering AMA, PRA, Category 1 credits via online course modules. To access these and for more information, visit our website at www.emergencymedicalminute.com backslash CME-courses or simply click on the link in our show notes and create an account. Hi, my name is Tom Siebert. I'm an emergency medicine physician. We're going to talk about acute mountain sickness. This is the most common. This disease is rare below 65,000 feet, so most cities in the United States are unaffected by this. However, once you start raising above 65,000 feet, the oxygen percentage and the barometric pressure start to decrease. This is what causes altitude sickness primarily is the exposure to a hypobaric hypoxic state. Our bodies are not used to that and become uh, deranged after prolonged exposure or even uh, acute exposure. When we're exposed to altitude or this hypobaric hypoxic space, as we are hypoxic, we want more oxygen. As we breathe out CO2, we become acidotic as that's one of our major acids. So we end up peeing more. However, this takes a little bit and we pee out our bicarb to keep our pH balanced. Both these also lead to dehydration, which is a thought of a contributor to acute mountain sickness, but not independently associated with it. Ways to avoid this is by going to altitude slowly. It's recommended that you spend two to three nights at 8,000 and 9,000 feet before ascending any further. It actually is your sleeping altitude that is most correlated with your possible altitude sickness or prevention of altitude sickness. The diagnosis of acute mountain sickness, however, is only historic. There is no specific physical exams. To make this diagnosis, there is the Lake Louise consensus criteria. This is a easily researched scoring criteria. Basically, you have to have a headache plus one of the following symptoms, dizziness, lightheadedness, fatigue, nausea, vomiting, or loss of appetite or insomnia. Without a headache, technically you cannot have acute mountain sickness. This is important as making the diagnosis is prudent for treatment as treating it without descent or ascending could lead to worsening of your patient's symptoms such as high altitude cerebral edema. Acute mountain sickness patients sometimes are susceptible to this and so prior history is uh, concerning. If they have ascended fast or they're a higher altitude, that is also concerning. There is no difference in gender, no difference in children versus normal aged adults, and no difference in physically fit versus physically unfit patients. Elderly seem to be less susceptible, while obese seem to be more susceptible. The treatment depends on the severity. If it is mild, the patient can rest and take over-the-counter analgesics such as NSAIDs or acetaminophen without ascension for significant acute mountain sickness. This requires descent, possibly supplementary oxygen to help them feel better, but that is only temporizing and is not the main treatment. Descent is the main treatment. Acetazolamide is the medication for acute mountain sickness, and we'll talk about that in detail. That is treatment and prevention. Steroids have been used with significant improvement, and dexamethasone is usually the go-to steroid of choice. Acetazolamide works as inhibiting the renal carbonic anhydrase enzyme this causes a metabolic acidosis and increases uh, your hyperventilatory response. By, so it encourages you to breathe off your CO2 to increase your O2 and hopefully reduce your hypoxia. This does not work instantly. If you're using it for prophylaxis, you need to start it two to three days before traveling. And if you start it as treatment, it still needs descent and rest as well. It is a sulfa-based medicine, so beware of allergies. And also it causes paresthesias and 
hydrolyzes CO2 on your tongue as well, so carbonated beverages do taste poorly. Those are the main treatments of acute mountain sickness. In short, so basically descend acetazolamide, oxygen, and steroids if severe. Hello, EMM listeners. We are dedicated to providing you with high-quality educational content free of charge and without ads. As a nonprofit organization, we rely solely on donations. So if you enjoy our show and are able to make a one-time or recurring donation to help cover our operational costs, any amount is helpful in making this show possible. Click the link in our show notes to make a donation. Thank you.